0: welcome to another episode of the aov podcast my name is prince and today's special guest is my brother my like this is like my blood brother but not really uh but close enough my right hand man my partner in crime mr kyle van dever that is his real name and he also goes by kyle van dever on instagram kyle what's up baby i'm stoked to have you on you know all jokes aside why don't you go ahead and let the AOV community know a little bit more about yourself?
1: Uh, so I was born in uh, the Coeur area and just kind of grew up around this area, Coeur Idaho, that's Northern Idaho. And it's kind of a mountainous area. And that's where I got a lot of my, uh, you know, activities. I did, I did a lot of hiking and just being outdoors a lot. So that's something I've always enjoyed. And I ended up going to Boise State for school and, just kind of from there picked up photography and video and was doing that for the time being up in uh, the PNW.
0: So, for the guys that don't know, Kyle is also AOV's videographer. Uh, that's why I called him my brother because we spend a lot of time together, traveling together, shooting awesome content, and, and doing all types of great things. We most recently just got back from a trip from Guatemala not too long ago, and that was epic. Which. We'll get into a little bit later. So just to give you guys a little bit more background, like this kid is awesome. Kyle, back to you, brother. You know, I don't want to. I don't want your head to get too big now. To talking you up, uh, but <laughs> how did you get into videography, dude?
1: Uh, so basically, uh, after college, I graduated with public relations and marketing degree, and went down the route of working kind of in the corporate spectrum of things. Worked with Toyota for a little bit and enjoyed my time there but decided that i that wasn't for me i wasn't like happy when i was waking up in the morning i wasn't like stoked to go to work so i bought the camera and started shooting photos just for fun then i want i knew i wanted to get into video so i just started shooting weddings a little bit here and there shot them for free and just just got into video as much as i could as uh, quick as i could and shot as much as i could and while working my other job and just kind of progressed from there, and decided to, to make the leap. And it was—it's uh, been—it's been good, man. I enjoy it. I, I truly like. Couldn't imagine myself doing anything else, and uh, just running with it, man.
0: I love it. What do you think? What do you think's allowed you to create the success uh, that you've been able to create with your career as a videographer? I mean, you're 100% full time. You know, I know since we brought you on board. Uh, you've only been doing video. So you've been doing videos exclusively at least for the last two years without any other source of income. So what, do you, like, what can you attribute some of your success to, you think?
1: Uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing for me, kind of starting out that allowed me to kind of do it full-time is I allowed myself the ability not to have a huge amount of overhead. I live pretty like cheap. I don't have a car payment. I don't. I, I just allowed myself to not have to make a ton of money and kind of allow myself to to do more of what I enjoy rather than just working uh, nine to five for the things that I want. Uh, and that's just more of like a personal belief for me. But other than that, honestly, it's just shooting as much as I could and taking whatever gig I could. And I don't know if there's any video guys out there that are interested, but shooting weddings is definitely, for me, was the best way to get into video. And, and honestly, shoot them for free, shoot whatever, to start to get like a demo reel of what you can do and learn from that. And then you can start charging after that. And it, it I mean, it's, it's a really a great way to kind of start video. Cause it's, it's, a, it's intimidating to get into, I think for a lot of people, I know a lot of photographers like, Oh, I love photo, but I don't want to get into video cause that workload is and, like the workflow is just like horrible. But with, with weddings, it kind of trained me to kind of like to really see a, like try to see a story uh, happening and it's and it's easier with weddings because of the way that happens. But kind of kind of shooting for a purpose. And I mean, there's there's so much you can learn by shooting weddings. And I think it's a great way to start for a lot of videographers. Uh, and then uh, just from there, I I you know try to shoot as much as I can. And that's that honestly the only advice I can give anybody to starting is just shoot as much as you can. Take whatever job you can and learn from your spa- mistakes because you're probably going to make some. And just uh, you know enjoy enjoy
0: doing it and learning the process i love the i love the ending there with just letting the community know that it's so important to just shoot as much as you possibly can uh, i once had to take kyle to the er room um because we couldn't we couldn't get the sony a7s2 off of his right hand uh, it was oh, actually man. his hand his hand was stuck close uh, just like we welded to the, to the camera we had to take him, to the hospital, have him to have him open his hand up so he could get the camera out and he could go back to being a normal human. But, uh, but no, all jokes aside, seriously, that's what it takes to, to grow. Like, I mean, how much do you shoot, bro? Like you shoot all the time. Like we laugh, like as Kyle shoots everything, he's always shooting nonstop. The dude never puts his camera down. Like he is on 24 seven, but it's that type of, you know, tenacity and, and, and that type of work ethic. That's, allowed you to, you know, you may not be the biggest Instagrammer and I'm glad that that's not like a a, a goal of yours, like you're doing it in the real world, man. And so kudos to you for that. What tips would you have for like newbies? There's a lot of new guys wanting to get into video and gear seems to hinder them. Like I'm so tired of hearing people let gear hinder them. What advice do you have on new people getting in uh, involved in video and, you know, on gear specifically as well?
1: Uh, so basically, I think gear is important to a point. Uh, there's people that can shoot just as good a video uh, on a cell phone as any other gear you can have out there. Uh, I think, and I think you hear a lot of people say this: is story is everything. Uh, story's king, and uh, your gear it just supplements that story. And that's the way I think everybody should think of it. It's kind of t- it's it's incredibly tough to do because. I think the hardest thing to do with photo or video is to tell a story. And it's, you would think it would be the easiest, uh, but I struggle with it a lot of times. Uh, I, because it's, you got to convey a message. That's all you're trying to do with, your, with either photo or video. It's your medium. You're trying to convey something across. So, I mean, if I was going to say anything to anyone listening uh, about gear, I would say get what you can and do what you can with that. Uh, I wouldn't overspend for like, uh, per se, like a, a red or something if you're just starting. Get a T3i. I think I've known more people that started and continue to shot with like a T3i than I've met in my entire life. Like I feel like every videographer, I'm like, hey, what'd you, what what's your first camera? Uh, I actually like was, I met Travis Burke at a uh, event and I think he started with a T3i. I mean, there's so many people that start with the T3i and the Canon T3i, and it's a great camera, great starter camera, but, but I don't think you have to, like, break the bank to buy massive gear to to tell or do whatever you're trying to do. It only helps what you're doing, but it's not going to make or break you. If, if you can shoot good with the T3i or if you can shoot good with a, a Sony RX100 or whatever, you can you, you will be a great photographer. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, don't let the gear hinder you. Don't let the gear determine who you are and what you do. I mean, use use your eye, find unique shots, do something that's creative, and and don't don't use your gear as a crutch.
0: I love it. Very wise words from a, an even wiser young man. There, dude, I uh, sound
1: smart. I feel like we're getting really deep, really fast. So yeah, no, like, you sound
0: you sound great, like, dude. It's great. It's great advice. It's funny you say that like the t3i is like the og for a lot of these guys which i crack up because dude Trav donish and i like the og for us the t dude i've been that just dates t2i. me i feel like <laughs> i'm like dude i was on the t2i like that was my first camera that i had forever you know jacob owens t2i i'm like dude that just dates us when everyone's like yeah the t3i i'm like dude the t3i was like god sent like when that thing came out like that was like you know like a serious camera that's hilarious uh but no that's that's all that's all great man yeah don't let gear be a hindrance like reality it's like you said man it's all about telling the story and you can do that with an iphone and if you get really good at telling the story then it's just learning the new tools it's like a hammer a drill anything else right it's just getting good with the tools but you already have the vision and know how to execute uh the creative side so um all that stuff's great with that said What's the, you know, you've done lots of different things uh, since we're on the topic of video. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on one of your video shoots?
1: Oh, man. This is actually super recent. Uh, and I told you about this, and I think the audience <laughs> might get a kick out of it. But it's it's like within a week ago, probably two weeks ago, uh, we were on the Oregon coast and seaside, and uh, there were these elk that were like just grazing, like, like probably a hundred yards from this beach. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. A couple months before I saw a boil on like the same area. So I was really stoked. Uh, so I kind of like started sneaking over there to get closer. And I like, I, I've been around like wild animals, uh, growing up in Northern Idaho and whatnot, like you know to respect them, not be, uh, put yourself in weird situations. Uh, so, so basically I broke all those rules, uh, and I got close and, uh, got closer than I probably should, and there was a cow, uh, elk, and I believe now that it was, uh, it's, uh, like fawn, not fawn, uh, just a smaller, you know, baby elk, I don't know, I, I think it's fawn, I don't know, but anyways, I got a little closer than I probably should have, and I, I noticed it was, like, coming towards me, and it was kind of going slow, and it was, like, being really cautious and smelling me, and I was like, oh, okay, like, it seemed really cool with me, I... And like, I, I was probably at this point, 20 feet from it. And I kind of just chilled and I was sitting down and uh, it doing thing and it, it kept coming towards me. So it was getting closer and closer and it was being real, like, just, it was okay with me being there. And then uh, next thing you know, it's mood changed like that. And it was just like, it, you could see like in its posture, it was just like, all right, like, I'm not cool with you anymore and it started kind of like walking towards me. And at that point I'm starting to like, oh crud. And I, when it started to kind of like pick up its pace, I turned around and started running. And at this point in time, there was a cow elk that was chasing me through this field. And I was just running as fast as I could towards, towards the ocean and just to get away from this this animal. And, uh, my hat flew off and it was like five feet behind me, full bore. just, it was running right after me. And there was an older gentleman that was across the way that had his camera out and he took a couple pictures. So there's this picture of me just running, like, just like I had, I had good form, but I was like trying to get out of there really fast. And this elk is like hot on my tail. And yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely too close. Uh, luckily my hat flew off and it stopped to smell my hat. And that's like what saved me because like no joke, probably 20 feet after I was like in like a safe area, I stopped and looked at it and like, it was just like smell my hat. And I went to turn around to walk away and just like fell down this hill. Like, I don't know, I fell like 20 feet down this hill, just rolling, just like an idiot. I would've been, I'd have been a goner if uh, the elk had kept chasing me. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was definitely a wild situation and unique. And I do not recommend anyone getting that close to an elk. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Dude, you are hilarious. That is the funniest story ever. At least that's good to know. If you're getting chased by an elk, toss a hat, toss a shirt, toss something where they might stop to smell it. Yeah, um, I'm not
1: gonna recommend that, but it was definitely a, a trip.
0: Well, I'm 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 very happy that you're still you're still alive and, and here with us. That's exciting. I wanted to move the conversation to traveling. Uh, so you've obviously been around all over. Before we go international, let's just talk national. Like, what's what's one of the most? What's your favorite place in the United States that you've been to this far?
1: Oh man, there's a lot. I I don't want to tell the name of the place because it's one of the, my favorites.
0: Give it a I mean, nickname. It, what's the code name? I already. I think I already know exactly what you're talking about. The A's. Yeah them a yeah. rollies we'll call them a rollies
1: a rollies okay so it's <laughs> I'll, I'll say yeah i'll say it's uh it's near the sierras and it's not quite all the way to bishop california and it's a it's a really cool place it's beautiful uh, i love it there's some uh there's it's a very there's a very popular instagram spot there but it's just a really awesome. good place in general I. Uh, it's, it's a good spot, and I think everybody should see it, but I'm going to keep it a secret for now.
0: Uh, All right. Let's go international, since so you can't tell that secret. Okay. Let's go international. You know, Where's your favorite place or trip you've been to outside of the U.S.?
1: I'm going to go super Instagrammer here and say Bali. Uh, I was only in Bali for like a week. Me and my brother took a backpacking trip for two months and ended up going to Bali for a week. Well, I went to Bali. He couldn't quite make it to Bali, but yeah, Bali was unreal. Just the the situation we had was pretty crazy. The volcano Mount Agung, I believe it's called, was kind of like actively exploding uh, or erupting. I mean, and so tourism was way down. There was like it was like a ghost island for Bali. Knowing how popular Bali is, there was not many people there, and everything was just like it was. It was a really unique experience. So I don't know if I went back to Bali, it'd be the same, but. Definitely Southeast Asia in general was very beautiful. I think there's so many places there, and it's affordable for your your budget backpacker, and it's just a really good spot. I'd recommend for everybody to, to take a trip out there. Uh, tickets are super cheap. Just book them ahead of time and go have some fun.
0: I love it, man. Bali, that's like a classic, right? That's I know. Like everyone, Don't I sound like a
1: little bit like a, like an Instagram so chick?
0: So cliche. Yeah, you do. You sound like a, a 22-year-old. I'm not even going to go that cliche, Perfect. but...
1: You, i I should just like get some kombucha and and go to bali and i don't know i'm
0: getting too, I'm probably, getting too far into this it's all good bro you're at a starbucks right now it's cool uh <laughs> <laughs> what uh you know, who are some of the coolest people you've met like just on the road you know
1: oh man i've met a I don't know, that's a really cool thing uh so like living out of a van basically uh the last half a year uh I was, I was fortunate to meet quite a few random people, uh, but uh, I'm trying to think of some people off the top of my head, I met a couple who was from Montana, but they were they just moved to Santa Barbara, and I actually met his wife in the grocery store prior uh, to going up to uh, this area in Santa Barbara that's very scenic and, and just absolutely gorgeous for sunset. And I show up there and there he is or there she is. And she's with this guy. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what's going on. I just saw you in the grocery store like 30 minutes ago. And she's like, yeah, we were getting a picnic stuff to come up here. And I was like, Oh sweet. So I ended up chatting with them. They had told me their whole story. They traveled the whole world with their like three kids. Their awesome. Family, uh, Benji Poff on Instagram. If you guys want to check him out, he does some really cool stuff, but he, he was really good. They, they shared their wine, all their picnic stuff with me. So, like, I mean, th- those are the really cool things of traveling and just, like, someone, like, almost meeting you within the first 30 minutes and they're treating you like family. Those are the really special moments to me. And those are the people that, like, I, I'm so fortunate to have met uh, while traveling and hopefully I meet a ton more. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, th- that's, like, one that pops up in the top of my head immediately, just, just meeting people that are so uh, uh, kind and, and uh, helpful when you're on the road.
0: That's rad. What about you had another cool story too about all of the guys you met down in Yosemite uh, regarding? Oh my gosh! The, yeah. the, the the AOV mag.
1: So I met, uh, and I hope they're listening to this. But uh, uh, Travis, and Morgan, Danny Chang, uh, and uh, Miggs, and Gabe, and Emilio, and Tyler. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna keep going. But there was a big group, and we met in Yosemite uh, it was my first time in Yosemite and, uh, we just had like the best weekend. We chat, like there was some really, like we got deep real fast, all of us, like they felt like some of my best friends. And, uh, it was, I think we only hung out two days, but like, it was just a really cool experience because we were able to go see some beautiful places in Yosemite. We were able to hang out and just like have a really good time. Uh, and then, uh, they, they were really stoked when I brought the AOV mag, they were just like jacked about it. And, uh, it, it was just really cool to see kind of like the community and a whole kind of come together and be like real in like an intimate setting with like friends too. I, and, and I mean, I'm friends with all those people on Instagram now. They're like family. Like whenever anybody posts like Oh dope, like, you know what I mean? Like, like genuine people. Uh, it, and it makes like Instagram go from this like platform that's on your phone to like face to face. Like, I like, I love these people. They're good people. Like, just following along on some of their journeys and and we're all kind of like, like minded humans in terms of like wanting to create and just wanting, like we all have the struggles of like not being able to, you know, find that creative like flair that we're looking for. And, and it's, it's nice to actually have those people when you can kind of bounce it off and be like, Hey, like, I'm just not feeling it right now. Like you have any advice or like stuff like that. Just kind of like it makes you feel like more of a community rather than just like you post pictures. It's, it's like true community. Like you actually have people to talk to. So oh, that yeah. that that was really cool. That was a special moment. So, yeah, all the the US70 game. We I think we we nicknamed ourselves the hashtag Chang Gang after Danny Chang. So I hope Danny's listening to this too. So <laughs> he, he'd appreciate he'd, he'd appreciate that.
0: Dude, that's that's really cool. Uh, especially like when things like that happen organically. Like obviously, it's always nice to ha- have to do a meetup or some live event, but uh when you organically just naturally run into people in the wild like it's super cool uh yeah. especially considering most people are awesome granted you've had a you've had a few weird run-ins too we won't get into that but yeah uh <laughs> it's all it's all love and uh and awesome with the traveling stuff uh do you have any travel like hacks or tips or anything like that you do to allow you to travel cheaper so. or
1: so I'd say some of the advice I would give for anybody traveling for tips or hacks or anything, the only way you can learn what's right for you is just to travel. Uh, and that's like with everything, uh, it might be a common theme with what I say, but, uh, basically whatever you're doing, the only way you're going to get better at it is by doing it. So traveling to me has always been interesting because, uh, I didn't do a ton of it as a, as a younger person. Uh, but now I, I, I guess, I do a fairly decent amount, but I, I mean, I'm kind of bouncing around the question. Basically, one of the things I think that is uh, valuable when traveling as a tip would just to be like be be a uh, welcoming person uh, and be someone who's who's you know when somebody greets you smile. Like uh, when you're in a foreign country, it might seem weird, but just say like if you're if you're like a smiling a smiling person, people are generally nice back to you too so I mean you're, mm-hmm. you're if, if you kind of have like a warm aura or like a happy aura with you uh, you're treated mm-hmm. a lot better I think that's that's one of the most valuable things is uh, when you're in like a foreign place or in a different place to just be comfortable and like uh, really welcoming to everybody else and just kind generous thoughtful uh, of other people and uh, usually they'll, that, that's where you find the really good people that will like take you in and, and really show you uh, what it is about their either culture or their they're just like they're the place that they live. So that would be my advice is just be, be nice to everybody and uh, smile.
0: Nice. I love it. Be nice to everyone, smile and don't leave your friends alone at an ATM.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Prince, Prince, I had a little backstory. I'll give him the backstory. So, <laughs> so on this one, Prince uh, and me, we were in Guatemala just recently and Prince went to uh, get some money out of ATM uh, right by our hotel and the U S embassy And ends up uh, walking out of the ATM and he, he, what, what happened you? You got like confronted like by people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Almost got robbed, ended up not getting robbed, but long story short, don't allow your friends to go to ATMs in foreign countries by themselves. Don't walk off while they're, while don't walk off while they're in the ATM. (laughs) To yeah, wait I was for them. <laughs> I was trying
1: to find a rental car place that was like right around the corner and I walked away and then walked back to ATM and Prince wasn't there and I was like dude Prince wouldn't leave it's been like two minutes I was gone so like within this two minute period of time like he was already already across the street at the hotel running from people are trying to rob him but yeah that was an interesting story that was a good one <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll leave that one uh with some loose ends because it was a little sketch
0: dude I'm I'm, I'm curious on your creative process. uh, I just realized uh, I want to dive a little deeper into the filmmaking side because like so many people find it so difficult to shoot video. So like, what's your process? Like what's going through your head? Uh, You know, honestly, like what's going through your head? Like when, you know, you want to like shoot this type of video for this brand or this company. And then you just go out like, like what does your process look like? You know, like, like walk, you know, I don't know. Yeah. How do you work?
1: uh i mean it's kind of tough to to explain but i'll do my best uh and i'm not the, the greatest at this uh but i'm getting yeah, no, You're one of those
0: artists you're artists you're not you're not the organized guy you're just the you're the you're the it's visionary chaos. artist you just it's the organized chaos in your head that you just make work you're not like the systems guy it's hard but... it's hard
1: to explain those things but I, I would say like the biggest thing for me is when when you're going about shooting something uh, i i can be somewhat linear sometimes. So I try to shoot like establishing shots uh, to start, to show people where it's at. And there's, there's like classic ways you can study this. Uh, but basically shooting, shooting st- shots that will show the setting. Then you get in the characters Then you, you know, follow your, your basic story of how but those you are wide to do. shots,
0: right? Like the establishing yes. shots, like even to go a little bit deeper, like you're taking, these are wide angle shots where you can see. Yeah. Or, so basically, or or, like, or, or, or or are you hinting? I guess it so, depends on the video. I mean, like, you don't you have might... to.
1: You can. You might go macro. You might have. You know. But but anyways, like in in that aspect, I would say like a lot of those establishing shots are usually like drone shots or wide shots. Uh, that's that's one thing that I kind of follow. Is I, I definitely want to get like a wowing like establishing shot. Like I would love to. And it, sometimes it's harder than others. Uh, but when you're in a like massively beautiful place, it's easy to get an awesome drone shot. So uh, I usually try to start with like an establishing shot. That's something that's really important. Uh, kind of set the table to where you're at, get everybody used to that. Then you ex- Well, you, it gets the attention
0: too, right? It's like exactly. fishing. You're shooting a lot of fishing right now. It's like casting yeah. the lure out and it's like, you got to put a little action on that bait, bro. So you can get that fish's attention. And that's what that opening shot is. If you it lose the them truth. at the opening shot, then they're like, yeah. why would I watch the rest of this video?
1: And that's, I think that's a really important thing to touch on too, is like you, you really have in the world we live in, you know, three to five seconds to really captivate somebody or, it's on to the next thing. Like we have so – we're so overloaded with so much information uh, that, you know, that, that three to five second period is very important to actually get someone like, oh, what's what am I watching? Or what am I scrolling through? Or what am I doing? Like get that wow right off the bat or, or you know, you're, you're going to get scrolled on or you're going to get passed on. So, uh, yeah, I mean get a really, really like uh, good establishing shot or something to captivate attention. And then you go into kind of like the players of of this story or this video or whatever you're doing, uh, and kind of like establish who those are, uh, and and those those people or those things or whatever you're doing is going to have to have some conflict. Uh, after you establish who they are, it's going there's going to be conflict. Through that conflict, uh, that person is going to possibly think that they're going to fail or there's something going to be wrong. Uh, and and this this is something I don't do as well as i probably should and it's it's very hard to to actually uh visually show a story uh but but this is these are some key points it's like you want you want this the the main character or the protagonist to have like have a problem that they're facing have them struggle with it their conflict uh possibility that they could fail what happens if they fail, and this is this is basically what we went over earlier is the storyboard or the story brand basically And that story is telling like what failure would mean and then coming out of that failure, usually hopefully in, in good stories at least, there's a resolution and that resolution they are triumph their conflict, they, they fix whatever they're doing, and they're kind of like there there's this resolution of this is fixed or this this is what happened now. And I passed the conflict. I am like a warrior, basically. I've, I'm a hero, uh, and uh, you know, there, there's some way you kind of let the, the audience know that things are okay, or things have the conflict is passed, and there's a peace now, basically. And uh, and and it kind of just sets there. I mean, ends the ends the whole discussion of the story. Uh, I'm kind of rambling here, but the the process of that is that there's uh, the, there's common themes of every story. Uh, and they're hard super hard to tell but I think just through practice like trying to I mean go out and go out and film like a little short video of your friends uh, what you're doing if you're you're going on a hike obviously you're going and hiking this beautiful place get this beautiful shot of the drone then let's get some feet moving so you're knowing you're going on a hike backpacks are going on um, have some of the hike actually going maybe you see something on the, like off the off the trail that's really like let uh, would say it's a deer get a deer a deer running. Uh, then, then somebody rolls their ankle, and then you know somebody rolls their ankle, and it's like okay, it's getting darker. Let's try to get this person out. Their ankle is wow. rolled. Let's. Uh, how are we going to be able to get this person out? They're they're you know bigger than me. How am I going to f- build something? I'm going to build something. I build like a little way that they can can splint their ankle that I can give them more support. We're getting them out. It's darker. You finally get out. Uh, and, I mean, and this is this is just very like off the cuff kind of thing, but the, I mean, there's there's basics in there where you can kind of be and the point of telling a story, uh, so that's important. Uh, but I, I think it's just practice. I'm rambling like no other, but uh, this is who, this is kind of how I discuss these things. But basically, just practice, practice, fail, try it again, and uh, just continue to repeat that, and you'll get better. That's that's at least me. I'm still like in like that stage of continuing to repeat and and failing a lot of times, but I'm I'm going to continue to to repeat it.
0: I love it. I love how you just the one thing that stuck out to me was like just go shoot a short. like just do it like give yourself 60 seconds and tell a story in 60 seconds and like i'm not saying you know this is a piece you're gonna put out on social media this is more or less just like you gotta practice like and that's the thing that people like forget i think everyone thinks that everything they make is is supposed to go out and that's not the truth at all yeah well we say
1: like like uh if i point somebody out you've had them on the podcast before gabe uh, i i Gabe, is it eight eight five three? I I know his Instagram like super good, but
0: he he's been shooting more videos. Yeah, it's lately. eight five three Gabe Rodriguez.
1: Yeah, Gabe Rodriguez. And or no, 831
0: 8, Gabe. Rodriguez. Eight three one. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but basically, like he's he's somebody that's been a photo guy, and he's a go getter man. Like he's a guy that's gonna learn something. So, like props to him. He's been shooting a lot of video, and he's like he's he's one of those guys that really like puts his nose to the grindstone when he wants to know. Uh, how to do something and he shoots a lot of photo, but now he's getting into the video and he's posting more and more video and it's getting better and better and better. And I love like watching progress like that. Uh, so, so I mean like that's, that's really the only way to do it is just like go out and actually practice because you can, you can say what you want, but like the biggest thing is just doing it at, at the end of the day.
0: Dude, I agree, man before, dude, first of all, how could I forget? I almost, I mean, we're talking about all this great stuff and I totally spaced on Maggie and you let me space oh, on Maggie. Right. So, I threw for a you guys that don't know there. kyle for all of you guys that don't know kyle's been literally he's been living out of a van for what last eight months now i would say eight
1: to six six to eight months somewhere in there six i've been to i was in thailand
0: six. for two so. so okay so six months we'll just go six months kyle's okay. been living out of a van with his girlfriend and his husky for six months traveling around the u.s and like this is real van life like
1: this is what like is real van
0: like what is real van life like like you know
1: it's not as glamorous as Instagram makes it seem no uh, but it is good it is, it's awesome uh, it's uh, tell us the struggles. highs tell us the
0: highs and then tell us the lows
1: the highs are you get to go to these really gorgeous places uh, and you, you get to experience life in a different way uh, not not your normal uh, way and sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier sometimes it's harder uh, but I would say highs are definitely going to these beautiful places Uh and feeling a little bit free in those places and then the lows would definitely be like definitely it would be finding places to camp are always difficult and i don't know if that's become something more in like the past 10 years but like camping in a vehicle has gotten so difficult within the last like maybe couple years i don't know recently for me it's just like incredibly difficult uh so like finding places to camp and then obviously like hygiene so like Waking up and going to the bathroom, like in the bathroom that you have at your house, you know, like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to go to the bathroom, that's not as easy in a van. So, so that's like one of the struggles. Uh, but it's it's definitely uh, it's just, it's got its moments. It's got good moments and it's got bad moments.
0: What's what's the worst thing or the scariest thing that's ever happened oh, in man. Maggie with you guys and Maggie? I love how so, we personified your vehicle
1: she she's like a living being man like i i uh, she is. she's she's a beautiful thing she's not a, i want to say she's the prettiest I, I, I guess i wouldn't say maggie's the prettiest but
0: she is bro and that's okay
1: exactly but she's she's uh I'm, see i'm personifying her now uh <laughs> but uh it's been i mean it's good there's a lot of sketchy little things that happen i want to say a lot but There's times when you're sleeping just recently, there was some guy when I was sleeping, I was sleeping in a Walmart parking lot and which is like the go-to in most places. If you can't find a place, you just go to a Walmart parking lot and just like, don't get out of your car and then wake up in the morning. But anyways, uh, the basics or the, the thing that was the scariest was this guy was just like yelling, like, and he was like super close to our van and it was like three o'clock in the morning. I woke up to it. He's just yelling like he was just pissed. And it wasn't in this like it wasn't in English. Uh, but he was just yelling. I was like, I don't know what this guy's gonna do. Like Russia woke up and she was like, uh, something's like happening. And I was like, just just be quiet. Don't move any curtains, just pretend like we're sleeping. He's not gonna bug us, like, try to sleep past it. Like he did this for like 10 minutes, and then I the cops showed up, but like it was just like a really like weird situation. He was really close to the van, So that was a sketchy thing. There's been a few other things, but other than that, like honestly, there hasn't been like any weird moments. I got uh, woken up in the middle of the night by the San Luis Obispo police uh, because they, I don't know, they, they knew I wasn't, they knew I was sleeping in my van uh, and I don't know how, but they, they knocked on the window and I opened the door and they told me, hey, you gotta get out of the city. This isn't like ordinance, like you can't sleep in your vehicle. So, I mean, those are just like common little things that, that happen occasionally um they
0: they kicked you out of the city bro yeah (laughs) so like
1: so (laughs) i literally like so what i did is like they're like hey like you're not the problem you're not like an issue like i'm sorry we're making you move but basically like that's the rules you have to do it so i literally like went on the map and like saw sydney city ordinance like you can see on some maps like where the city like ends i drove like a block out of the city and just parked my van because it's like 12 one o'clock at night and I was like so tired and I just pulled over like right outside the city limits and just parked the van. And I like went back to sleep and I was like, I just hope no one wakes me up again. Cause it's, you know, it's just a bummer. But I mean, there, I mean, there's, there's weird little things that happen in a van. It's just, it's not normal. So people are kind of weird about it, but I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it.
0: Isn't that funny how like, just because you do things differently and you live differently and you make different choices, then, uh the greater Uh, the greater half of people like everyone just like looks at you like you're just so different you're like dude i'm just like you guys i just live out of a van that's the only difference like i'm not an alien
1: (laughs) it gets like a it gets like a weird connotation i think to it uh just because like the homeless population and everything but generally like it, it really has made me kind of view like homelessness in a different way i guess if that makes sense and 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 uh, just kind of like the general basis of like looking at people, like when you look at people in other situations that aren't normal to you, uh, to kind of be like open, more open to them. Uh, so that's like one of the biggest things I've taken away is not everybody lives the same life as you. And it's not like you're, your right to judge them or like to like shame them for not doing what you're doing. Uh, so that's, that's kind of like the biggest thing I've learned from, I mean, as a, as a big, on the like big spectrum of things is to not like judge people for their way of life.
0: Mm. Okay, we're getting deep now. It's, while they're I'm playing telling little, you, like a little Jenga in the background. We got Did you, you hear that? You getting you getting deep talking about you're getting all uh philosophical over here, talking about your your learnings, uh from the I, I do. M- I, I love it. Like that's super cool. Like it's gotta be humbling yeah. to some extent, right? Because I imagine to some extent people probably look at you like like you're dirt and you're like, yeah. No, not at all, but sure yeah. i guess like if you're that shallow like just because of the way that just because you see that we're living out of this vehicle doesn't mean like we're poor yeah. or we just it's just it's just our choice
1: yeah i think that's like a huge thing it's just like at first it was kind of weird but having people kind of like sh- not shame you but like you definitely feel like a little bit of like what's going on here kind of vibe um uh, but i mean it's t-shirt i mean People look at me
0: funny if I have too many boxes in my car. They're like, "What the heck is this
1: guy doing?"
0: Like, seriously, like why? Like, living out of his like, and I'm like, "Relax, I'm moving some stuff." (laughs) it's
1: it's a little strange sometimes, but I think I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of people you meet or like anything are just like kind people. So, yeah. Sorry if you guys can hear the Jenga happening in the background. I don't know what it is, but there's some there's some heavy wooden things
0: falling. Um what's it what's it okay so we got all that stuff what about the storm like that's scary like didn't you get stuck in like a middle of like some crazy storm and your car was like on a cliff or something and like
1: i mean i wanted, it wasn't as crazy as it probably sounded but what you put it there Oh, so you were just was, being
0: dramatic hold on hold on hold on no, hold on no let hold on relax you bro. you made it dramatic so you, so you were being dramatic no when you, you texted me i thought i, I said, prayed for you I, hold on i prayed for you that night kyle Well, first of all, all I said, all I said, that I
1: I believe that text said, hey, man, I found a really cool camping spot, but there's a huge storm happening right now. And it's like shaking the van. And I sent you a picture of that camping spot. And you're like, dude, that's sick. Prayed for you. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, dude, like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to make it. Like, don't think I'm not, don't think I'm going to like die. But like, it's just a cool camping spot. But there's a massive storm here. And it was like it was literally shaking our van. So I, I appreciate you you uh, I praying for me. That that means a lot, man.
0: <laughs> uh, I love you, bro. Um, Thank you, dude. Let's let's, let's get into let's get into some a little bit of some philosophical type stuff. So life, right? Life's beautiful. You have a very cool outlook on life. Uh, what do you think some of the keys to living a good life are? Oh man, we're gonna get
1: super deep here. Uh, no, but basically, uh, for me, some of the keys to living a happy life is just, I mean, doing, doing the things that you love and, uh, and, you know, being a good person to other people. I think like if you're genuine and, and, and the way you treat people and you're able to pursue the things that you, you love and, and live life with a purpose, you're, you're, uh, you're going to be a happy person. Uh, that's just my belief i'm not the best at practicing it. i don't think anybody's 100 percent happy all the time but uh i mean just doing the best with what you have and enjoying it uh, i think it's easy to get caught up in like other people's circumstances or not circumstances but like other people's lives like living through instagram and like seeing what other people are are doing all the great highlights they have but understanding like that it's not always like that and to be okay with that and understand like if you're not, if you're not on this epic trip or if you're not doing this epic thing and you get on Instagram and you see other people doing these epic things and they're like, man, I wish I was doing that. It's just, it, it's not good for you in that aspect. And you got to understand that it's not always highs for those people either. So, I mean, living your life and just being happy with what you've got is the best thing. And it's, it's hard to do. And I, I struggle with it, but that's, that's my, that's my, uh, advice, I guess.
0: Right. Okay, I, I dig that. Uh, epic, though, is a mindset. You know what I mean? Like, anything can be epic to anyone, yeah. right? If you choose, if you, if you just make the choice that it's epic. Like, right now, I'm chilling in my office, chatting with you, and to me, this is an epic Tuesday evening.
1: Like, this I think is we're a, having like, an epic conversation. To be honest with you, I don't know. I use the word epic a lot. I don't know if you pick that up. Uh, but, but, like, epic, to me, is, like, looking at life as you're a kid a little bit, and when you do that, you kind of like, everything is just, is just awesome. And, and sometimes it's, like it's hard stoked. to not. just cut. Yeah. It's like that kid yeah. stoked, that
0: kid, yeah. that natural high of just like, yeah. wow. It's like, Oh my God, like a bike. Oh my God, I get to
1: buy a bike. Like those kind <laughs> of things. But like, basically to me is like, it's, you can't always, everything can't be always epic. Uh, but if you can, if you can do your best to look at it in that perspective and, uh, that you're lucky to, to have those things and, and, or do those things, uh, that's awesome. And I think, I think if you you understand how fortunate you really are to, to do the things you're able to do, no matter what you're doing, uh, somebody out there thinks that you are incredibly lucky. So I think like thinking that your life is Epic is like just, just living your life in an Epic way is the only thing you can do to be honest with you. Like just making, making sure you have an Epic life.
0: Dude, I love it. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about the Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to, how to word this. I just had it worded and I lost it, but I'm curious. What do you think about the simplification of life to live a more minimalistic lifestyle? Like, how do you think that's uh, created more joy for you in your life uh, and has opened you up to more opportunities and, and, and by simplification of life, I mean like you have downgraded and changed the way that you live to live out of a van, right? To live out of a van, that means you, you get less things and, you're not focused on a lot of stuff that people that live in massive homes and things are focused on a day to day. And so you really get to put your focus on like what really matters and what really brings you joy and how has that affected you or what have you learned from that? Uh
1: man, that's tough. That's a tough question, but uh, I would say like a lot of it's times, a tough world, Kyle. I know it is, man. It's a, it's a good world though.
0: <laughs> it's no, a beautiful I, world.
1: I wanted to say it's a cold world, but anyways, anyways it's a J. Cole I, world. I know that's where I was going with it, but, uh, <laughs> I was going to say uh, basically kind of living somewhat of a minimalistic life uh, or trying to at least is that you kind of cut out some of the distractions uh, that that you wouldn't or that you would have if you had more things. Uh, for instance, like I don't have to worry about like car payments. Uh, I try to like financially live as minimalistic as I can uh, and sometimes my girlfriend hates me for it, but I... I uh, I try to be frugal as much as I can and not buy things that I really don't need uh and I try to do it with camera gear, but sometimes it's more difficult with camera gear uh, but anyways uh basically I try to try to like you eliminate distractions so like you don't have like these these massive things you have to worry about or stress about like making payments for these things or doing these things uh, rather than that, you get to actually enjoy going out and taking a vacation or like going on just like a camping trip on a Thursday because you don't have to, you know, you you can live a little bit more freer. I guess you don't have to live under the circumstances of like making all these payments and doing all these things to, to meet, uh, you know, the, the social standards of having like a, a normal life, I guess you would say. Uh, so basically you just, I mean, long, long story short, you eliminate distractions and you allow yourself to do the things that make you feel free and that you enjoy man we are getting deep here man
0: i love it no i love it man that's uh that's good stuff you know obviously today we live in a very complicated world there's a lot of there's a lot of brands people everything fighting for our attention and dude we live in the attention economy it's everywhere and so uh it's really nice to to disengage from that world and simplify your life and i think living out of a van is a a great it's a great way to, you know, to experience a minimal lifestyle, but to 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 find yourself, to learn more about yourself, to to grow, to love yourself. Uh, you know, there's not as much to do. There's probably a lot of alone time. Like probably a lot. Yeah. You probably experience a lot more alone time living at living out of a van than you would living in the city. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I think I think the biggest thing, like you could wrap it around, you don't have to live in a van or like a tiny house or like any other like popular thing right now i guess you'd say i heard a
0: shoebox is next bro that's the coolest life. thing
1: get a couple of shoes yeah. I, I was gonna go for if, a rip, if all, a your, if box all your stuff
0: if all your stuff can fit in a shoebox like that's like no i I, I
1: do think, <laughs> think i do think though like the biggest thing is is just like allowing yourself to to be uncomfortable uh and this is something me and my brother have talked about is like being comfortable being uncomfortable is like one of the nicest things you can do like to be like understand that being uncomfortable is a good thing. It allows you to like see things in a different perspective uh, and, and kind of pushes you in different ways that you've never been pushed because we, we love being comfortable as human beings. I think we don't like putting ourselves in weird situations or, or living uncomfortably. Uh, but when we, when we do these things that make us uncomfortable, we learn a lot about ourselves. we learn about a lot about other people uh, and we learn a lot just about like, the world in general. Uh, and that's one thing I'm not perfect. at I, I don't want to sound like I am, but like I, I've really tried to make myself uncomfortable as much as possible. Uh, and, and a lot of times it makes other people, uh, it, it inspires other people, I guess you'd say.
0: Right. So basically challenge yourself to grow, even if it's, if that means putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, uh, those exactly. situations are often the best situations for growth. And although they may be a little uncomfortable, during the time you're pretty, I imagine you're very grateful, right? After those, exactly. after those situations, yeah. Some, after those experiences. I mean,
1: some of the more uncomfortable situations you put yourself in, and I'm not saying go and like do dangerous things, but just like when, when you're, when you're uncomfortable, you're allowed to kind of like look at yourself in a different aspect. And when you get done with that, there's like a real sense of like uh, accomplishment after afterwards. And, and you kind of like, it builds your self esteem and there's, there's, there's so much you can do. So, Basically, just being uncomfortable is, uh, I think, if you see it as a strength, it it definitely can help you move forward in whatever you're doing.
0: Absolutely. And like perfect example of you doing things to get out of your comfort zone, we're in Guatemala. We're filming a bunch of uh, local women washing clothes, and they're slightly uncomfortable because we're filming them. Uh, Just for the record, they know we're filming them. It's not like we're hiding somewhere and they don't see us. Uh, And But nonetheless like they're just not used to cameras being pointed in their face every day so kyle figured to to kind of to break that up he would jump in and start doing laundry with them uh so you got out of your comfort zone without even speaking the local language and started doing laundry with them they all started laughing at you and you know you're just kind of like i don't even know what i'm doing but i'm gonna try to help and uh it was beautiful like it all worked out even though you didn't really help uh So I have, I, I was
1: going to say, I have a really good skill of just acting like a complete idiot in those situations. And, i uh, I mean, it if, if you can, if you can make yourself vulnerable in front of other people, uh, it allows them to open up. So that was like the whole basic behind that is, is trying to at least, but like I said, I, I had no idea what I was doing and they were like, kind of trying to show me, but I think they realized I was like a lost cause. And I did not I, like, I have trouble doing my own laundry. These ladies were like, Rubbing soap on rocks or on their clothes that were on rocks, and like they were doing some hardcore stuff, and I I definitely kind of keep up. And they were just like laughing at me, like this guy is the biggest <laughs> like kook ever.
0: But it was great because you gave them a laugh. Like you you brought yeah. like yours you trying to attempt that brought joy. You know, you putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation brought tons of joy to other people. And and all in all, like it totally leveled the entire situation out and made it. Yeah. Uh, way more chill when we were there than it was before. So kudos uh, to you for that. Who inspires you?
1: Oh, man. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people. I think we're all inspired by a lot of people. But I'd say like some of the people that I was inspired by most uh, kind of getting into film would be a weird combination. Ron Osterk, who is definitely like somebody I look up to immensely. Just his work's amazing. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Maru, uh, and he, he's done tons of other videos and movies and documentaries more so, but he does amazing work. And then uh, like the total opposite side of the spectrum, like, I guess, yeah, definitely the total opposite side of the spectrum would be like Casey Neistat, who has like a really raw approach to filmmaking, uh, kind of like more guerrilla style filmmaking. It's really cool. Great storyteller. Both of them are great storytellers. So, I mean, those two are probably like the biggest inspiration in terms of like my career, what I want to do in documentary filmmaking, but I mean, there's, there's so many other creatives out there. Like you guys, like you, like Tia, like there's a lot of you out there in general that just really, really like propelled me to want to be better at what I do. And so like, I mean, it's hard to pick just one or two, but the, I, would, I would say Renan and Casey are probably like top of that list.
0: Okay. What about people even outside of the creative space? Like what, you know, authors, oh, speakers, whatever, like, like, right. Kids, like, people around the world especially people listening to this podcast man like they're looking for good information they're trying to figure out what podcast what other podcast should i be listening to what book should i be reading who should i be listening to like you know who are who are who are some of those guys that inspire you that are putting out great content that just motivate you and push you forward in your life so this is probably not the answer you're looking for but there's
1: one thing that I really like it was a bit of a change agent it was right in the period of where i transition from working like more corporate to more creative world and trying that and just kind of taking chances. And that was after reading the alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I don't know exactly his name. I love it. Uh, the, the alchemist, alchemist is, is amazing. It's, it's probably like one of the most important books I've read in my life and I'm not going to ruin the story for anybody, but it's just a, it was a book that I would say definitely changed my perspective on the world and not only the world, but like my life so that would that would be the one i would i would say is most important to me
0: dude that's that's a good one man it's uh for all of you guys at home yes the alchemist is by paulo coelho it's a freaking awesome book uh basically about uh this kid who who figures out how to live his personal legend um yeah. and it's a really really beautiful story uh i think a lot of creators will be able to relate because we have chosen a path uh, that has a lot more resistance, you know, than some of the more slick, well-oiled paths that have been run down for the last, you know, couple hundred of years, whatever it may be. So, great read. What else, man?
1: Um, other inspiration, man. I would say some of my closer friends, Weston. I uh, just, I mean, I'm not gonna name too many names, but Weston is a good Westin buddy of mine. photo. Yeah, man, he's the man, dude. Uh, he's he's. uh I would see him as somebody that I creatively like bounce ideas off quite a bit just in terms of like wacky wild ideas and just like little fun things and he's he's one of my like travel buddies too so we we try to go on trips together and he inspires me to travel more too and yeah definitely definitely he's somebody I look up to in terms of being a creative and just in a general person uh, my parents another one and then uh, I mean there's there's so many man like there's there's so many people out there that I I really like look up to for inspiration. Arash from the Bay. There's I mean there's just so many, man. I can't be, I can't name them all. But yeah, definitely there's there's a world of people out there that inspire me.
0: I love it, man. How do you deal with criticism?
1: Oh, man. I'm horrible at it. Now, I I I think the biggest thing for me, I, and not only criticism, but like I would say not not dealing necessarily with criticism, but not with Everybody thinks like they should have recognition uh everybody thinks that their work should be recognized uh and that's probably my biggest downfall uh as a creative is like oh why why are no nobody you know seeing this or you know why is this uh and i've kind of gotten away from that recently and i'm like i'm extra stoked on creating more recently because i don't have the the need to to you know i, I don't i don't have the care i guess as much of like who's seen this or if, if it's getting seen, uh, but rather like that, I just want to make stuff. Like, I just want to make wild, like stupid things. And I want to, want to create little videos and like just fun videos and not like these like travel videos. I want to make funny little, like just dorky videos. I want to make documentaries. I want to tell stories. Like I, I have so many ideas, uh, in my head too, that I want to, I want to actually get out. So those are the, the criticism thing I want to say is like, something i deal with I don't, i'm not i'm probably not on as big a scale as a lot of other people so i don't get like massive amounts of criticism but I, I would say like if you were to get criticism to understand that a lot of times those people are just lashing out about other things it's not necessarily your work they're probably unhappy about something else but i mean you you, you just gotta let it kind of like uh kind of just not bother you as much and just do what you love and not worry about other people as much
0: Right. And I I even mean like client criticism too. I don't mean criticism as in like, I don't mean it as in like, you know, Instagram trolls being, you know, being assholes on comments being like, ah, this video sucks. Uh, I think, you know, when a client, when you, when you work really hard on a project, right. And a client goes, uh, you know, actually I think this font is better and I don't like this shot. And even though you think the shot's really great and the font was perfect, and you don't necessarily agree. Like, how do you deal with you know that type of criticism? Well, I think when you're dealing with, you're like directly with clients, like the
1: client always has to be right uh, in that aspect. So, even if it like kind of like tears your soul a little bit when they like say something's not up to what they want it to look like uh, that you created, it 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 can it can it can be tough.
0: Uh, but a lot of times do you ever I mean, put your foot down? Do you ever put your foot down? Like, dude, is, is is the I client dream. truly always right, or do you ever? Is there a time where you're like, okay, I got to put my foot down? If they still don't want to go with it, then fine. But I at least have to say something I to let say, them know that I do disagree. I,
1: I I don't think I've ever. I've I've definitely dreamed about like putting the foot down, like saying <laughs> something. But I I usually just let it go. Uh, right. Because I mean, I mean. Well, then the day, maybe you
0: just haven't had that. You just yeah, haven't had it happen there yet, is a right? There's a situation
1: like that. There's there's times when I I definitely wanted to say something, but I kinda let it like bite my tongue. But I mean in in the basis of it, if they're paying, it's it's uh it's something that they want. If I was doing a personal project, I'd obviously have like full say on what I want, but the world we live in, you have to pay bills and those people pay the bills for me and they they have the right to be right all the time. So that's that's how I'm gonna go about it.
0: I love it. Last question before we get into the ending here. What do you hope they say about you at your funeral?
1: I hope they say that I was a good person, uh, a happy person and made people around me better. I I think that's important to to really like push people up. And that's it. That's something that I want to be remembered for. I also want to be remembered for as someone who, was a traveler like traveled and saw some crazy things and uh, was a part of some like crazy things and uh, I, I didn't live a boring life. crazy, crazy
0: what, things like a like a cult,
1: not cult crazy things, just like crazy things. You know what I mean? Like like something that 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 ordinary person wouldn't see. I want I have this weird upset. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little bit off topic. The movie Walter Mitty. You know Sean Penn's character. Uh, I can't remember his name. Sean O'Connell. Okay, Sean O'Connell. I have mm-hmm. after watching that movie Sean O'Connell's this badass photographer who travels around the world shooting for like Time Magazine and he's just like this epic person like he, he he you never really see him until the end and like he his character just played up as this massive adventurer and he's just this total like awesome dude like he's this adventure photographer and I want to be him but in real life like I want to be the guy that like goes to these wild places and, and captures these crazy things and, and that sort of lifestyle. And I guess that's probably bad to like want to be a fictional character, but that's probably going to get me all. like, that's going to probably put me into some like weird, like psych ward. but no, I uh, basically like Dude, I life's want...
0: a game, bro. You pl- pick your character and, and press play, bro.
1: That's the truth. I like it. That's <laughs> a, you need. Like, you need to like get that like slogan down on a t-shirt or something. a <laughs> little AOV sticker on there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I would say I just live an adventurous life and uh, have have had some stories to tell.
0: I love it. I love it. I'll use that slogan that I just came up with. I'll use that for wisdom wisdom from the wheel today. Oh,
1: God. All right. I want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. If, if any of you guys don't follow Prince on Instagram, you should because he has these awesome uh, one wheel rants that he goes on and they're just the best. Like, you, you really feel motivated after you hear them.
0: Yeah, I've been getting great feedback. Great feedback. People I say like it. people say it's very authentic and very raw and they love it and I should keep doing it. And dude, so I'm with you. I am. Uh, before we wrap up, dude, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're obviously a very special guest. This is our second time doing this episode uh, because the first time, even though I try to put the blame on Kyle because he did have awful internet connection and it kept breaking up. I was actually at fault. i forgot my mic that day and i tried to do the interview from my uh, bluetooth headphones and the audio just sounded awful so we had to reshoot this Uh, so i appreciate you bro taking the time out of your day to you know hop on this call with me and so before i let you go if you wouldn't mind just leaving leaving the aov community with some words of wisdom like what do you i mean you know i'm giving you the floor to basically leave the community with whatever you want to tell them uh obviously you're a very high frequency, high energy guy. Um so I'm 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 excited to hear what you to hear what you have to say.
1: Um basically, I would say if I was going to try to tell anybody something is uh whatever you're doing, the only way you're going to get better at it or uh be able to progress in life is by doing it and not being afraid to fail. Uh understanding you're not going to be amazing the first time you try it and uh, to just understand that that's that's part of of the process. Everybody starts somewhere and just just do it. There's no, no, you you can say you want to do something your whole life, but as long as you're saying it, you're not doing it. So, I mean, basically get out there, do it. Don't worry about what other people think because at the end of the day, you're the only dude that matters, dude or chick or guy or girl, I don't know. You're the only one that matters and to not worry about other's opinions so much
0: boom thanks
1: man I I,
0: thank you dude I love it man it's real it's raw it's authentic it's true to you Uh, so thank you very much for coming on this episode and blessing us with your time uh, and sharing your story with us we truly appreciate you and uh, I look forward to personally seeing you soon thanks
1: man I appreciate it
0: Thank you for listening. Please share the Art of Visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Sharing is caring. You can follow Art of Visuals on Instagram at Art of Visuals or sign up for the Art of Visuals newsletter on ArtofVisuals.com. Join us next episode for more. But until then, let's continue to visually inspire the world together.